Hey, what's up guys? One could argue, and it's still January. It's still January. There's a lot of learning going on, a lot of new books being read, a lot of amazing things going on. I'm so excited. Um, this episode is about parents. It's going to be with my dog, Roop, and we're just talking about growing up in a single-parent home versus growing up in a two-parent home, um, some of the woes, and really just getting rid of some of those stigmas and people who just feel like, oh, because I have one parent, things were so hard for me, and sometimes people who may have had two parents and could have possibly had it harder because I really get tired of hearing people who just act like, they had so many more struggles than people who had two parents, and it's like, bruh, chill. So, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, you know, effects of having a mom and seeing how um, she can fulfill certain roles that some people make seem like you have to have a dad to be able to get taken care of. Talk about growing up in a uh, Christian household, the effects that's had on me, and just a bunch of in-between stuff, whether it's financially, what's it like growing up without any siblings, or what's it like growing up with parents who have money versus parents who are just getting by versus parents who might just be dead-ass broke. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm excited um, to get into it, and let's do that. One could argue we are back. Last time we didn't really go over. It is a new year. So, of course, all that good stuff. Happy 2018. Look forward to all the amazing things we're going to get done this year briefly. Because I do have my dog Roop with me again from Big Mad Wednesdays. Yeah. And uh, 2018. 2017. In recap, we had this conversation offline. But just so we can have some sort of 2018 projection lesson moving forward what is a key lesson you picked up from 2017 Ooh, damn see like i've been learning so much since the new year began that like not even to say so much but i have been very engaged and just growing as i've been over the last few years but um i was actually listening to a podcast yesterday and as you'll tell we are all really big podcasters hence why one could argue is uh alive and well um i was listening to a podcast by this guy named lewis house his podcast is called the school of greatness Mm -hmm. and he had on a gentleman yesterday um named mr mylet ed mylet ed mylet um and he was just talking about small victories mm-hmm. and how we get so caught up in not achieving the the big picture sometimes that we don't set time aside to pat ourselves on the back for um, the small things that even went into attempting that big goal that you set for yourself. Um, so one thing that I, I picked up... Um, from uh, this amazing young lady. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting no names out, but I've uh, I picked up a very dope habit from this young lady, and what she does is she um she'll jot down notes 
throughout the year of her small accomplishments. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the year, she'll go through her jar of accomplishments to see what she accomplished throughout the year. Right. So I thought that was dope. And I think that's something I was going to add into my um, my just uh, repertoire. But so if it's something that I learned to get back to what he was asking me, if it's something that I learned in 2017 um, that I can apply is honestly just take a step back and realize, you know, even when you're going through things that it's some of the shit is your fault um truthfully right but some sometimes there are scenarios where you feel like i'm doing everything wrong right now and you don't know why and it's it's literally a snowball so just take a deep breath take a step back talk to your friends your mentors um and when I say talk to your friends, talk to your friends that may be uh, a little more versed in that scenario than you or that have may have had similar life experiences. Like, don't go talk to the friend that's not about anything for real. And you, yeah, try, for to, real. And yeah. you try to explain yeah. to them, like, what you got going on in a multi-million dollar business. They're going to be like... That yeah, he's sucks, tripping, man. bro. You need, you you need to. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Like, they're, they're, bro, no, I actually don't need to do that. Right. That's the advice the that they're going to do. <laughs> that advice is not going to be long lasting, and you're going to be more pissed off at yourself. Uh, well, you might be pissed off at your friend, but it's really yourself that you should be angry at for taking that advice. But definitely be uh, mindful about where you're getting your advice from. Also, like I said, just take a step back, take a deep breath, and realize some things are just out of your control, and that's okay. Um, and and just figure out how to move forward and be a better version of yourself within the circumstances that you're currently going through because everything is temporary for the most part. So just know that if you have something going on in your life, in your world, or you know, in, in, in your community, and it's, it's affecting you currently, that uh, this too shall pass. And um, you will you'll go to sleep. Bruh, take a nap. Groove literally told me a few years ago, he was like, yo, look, when I just got a lot of stuff on my brain and things are, you know, everyone's throwing some shit at me, I literally go and take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds so though. funny because you're like, what? Like someone's asking yeah, you to do right. all these different things. You're like, I'm going to go take a nap. But... What I've learned in doing that for myself is it allows me to reset. I don't feel anxious or overwhelmed. I don't feel the need to give you an answer instantly. I know that once I've woken up and I've taken time to think, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to have a clear response, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I will have a better judgment as opposed to if I've been up for you know, 15 hours, I just got back from the gym, I haven't eaten yet, I'm slightly exhausted. All the different scenarios that could play into that. So. Take a nap. I will use that as my 2017 goal. Shout out to the big homie Groove Chambers for the gym. But take a nap. If things get rough, if you can't take a nap, take a deep breath, take a step back. Call somebody, but don't don't feel like you have to let your ego um, trick you out of your position because the ego is a wild motherfucker sometimes and it gets the best of all of us. You know what I'm saying? That's something I think uh, very few people like um tame at at an early age remember we're still in our 20s so some of us that are listening to this in your 30s and 40s and still figuring it out which is completely cool but a lot of us that are in tune to to one could argue are relatively on the you know I'm, i don't want to generalize say we're all young but shit when you're oh, 50 yeah, you're still young yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, real sure. but but i'm saying that to say like I'm gearing this towards my age group and the and the the twenty year olds that 
are frustrated and feeling like, yo, what the fuck is going on with me? Just take a deep breath, take a nap, yeah. drink some more water. Yeah, so I know that was kind of long-winded, but there were some gems in there. So there was some gems sprinkled. Pick, 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 pick out what you will. <laughs> there was some gems sprinkled out there. What did you learn in uh, 2017? 2017, um, 2017, I learned, and we literally just talked about this, but really 2017, I literally learned more about tapping into taking one taking control oh okay it's definitely two lessons one taking control of the situation as much as you possibly can Mm -hmm. and two is understanding that there's more reasons why people do what they do than you can perceive sometimes sometimes. perceive right you know what i mean so on the flip side well on both sides one you know Definitely make sure that you're, when I say taking control of the situation as much as, you, as much as you can, I definitely feel like a lot of times we can leave the ball in someone else's court and waiting right. for them to straighten up or not be so rude or not right. be so um, aggressive or not. All of the random things, whether it's in a workplace environment, right. I wish this person would stop being late or right. I wish there's so much I wish or waiting on someone else where sometimes, and it's not always the fun thing to do, but... A lot of times you have to go a little bit further than meeting someone halfway. For sure. Sometimes you got to meet them 75% of the way or 90% of the way. For sure. And it it definitely depends um, on what that person does. But in certain environments, especially when you have friends or, um, you know, certain... It, it, it depends on the environment. It's, it's definitely situational. My favorite word, situational. <laughs> but you definitely have to, like I said, sometimes meet... Um, meet people more than halfway because at the end of the day if not you'll constantly be waiting for someone else no for sure like and people say it sometimes in the in the sense of like productivity like oh if you don't go out and make these moves happen no one's gonna do it for you and that's fine that's definitely true but in regards to just like growth like for yourself mentally learning and um making things in your everyday life flow smoother right 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 you have to be like you know what I know this dude just cut me off but I actually saw him about to cut me off like right. three cars ago. Right, right. And I know I'm mad because he switched lanes without putting the blink on, but I knew he was going to switch a lane. Right, am I really right. going to press the issue or am right. I just going to let him ride? You know what I mean? Yeah, true. So it's like in situations like that, you have to learn to be like, all right, I'm going to, I'm a chill. You know what I mean? I'm going yeah. to chill and just do what I need to do. And you learn so much. Nah, you become sure. so much better of a person because you learn how to deal with different moods and personalities and you force yourself to deal with stuff at such a high level. Right, right, that right. You find that as you go through life further and further, stuff that other people is crumbling under, like, yo, I just can't deal with this person. I just can't do this. Like, yo, I I just been forcing myself to deal with that all the time. So now if it's something a little bit lesser, I'm just like, oh, this is nothing. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, it's just we don't know what all people are going through. We don't know why people are assholes. We don't know why people are, you know what I mean, late. We don't know why people just don't seem to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could feel like someone I remember one time when I worked at when I worked at Auto Trader, mm-hmm. this lady was like, you know, when I started a job, I got on the elevator and the lady next to me, I would always say good morning to her and she wouldn't say nothing. <laughs> And I was just like, yo, what the hell? Like, this is the rudest lady. She was like, yo, I was talking to my colleagues about her and everything. And then one day I ran into her in the break room 
talking with a friend and she was pretty much saying how she just had a surgery that could possibly help her get some of the hearing back in her left ear. Wow. And she was like, wow. I legit thought this lady was just ignoring me and being an asshole and she literally can't hear out right, of her left ear. Right. And it's like... That's probably the ear she was speaking into every morning, That's too. probably the ear she was speaking into every morning. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's that simple. Sometimes it's something that straight to the point where it's like, yo, you literally either messed up a relationship, spread rumors about this person or whatever. You know what I mean? In whatever right. random scenario, but sometimes you just have to give people the benefit of the doubt. You do. And because you do really don't know there's so many The possibilities scenarios. are endless. And like you'll drive yourself crazy trying to come yeah. up with all these different scenarios as to why this person was. And and I think that's I'm sure that's one of those human things that just is not um talked about in a conversational piece that makes sense to those people mm -hmm. in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like it's one of those things where like people are like, oh, you know, they're they're going through things that have nothing to do with you. But it's like some people need just like you said, okay, so if me and you having this conversation obviously we're having this conversation, but if I'm in a situation where I'm needing that pep talk, 50-50 is you being like, oh, you know, people just have things that they go through. You going a hundred percent to my fifty is bro. Calm down. People go through mm -hmm. things because you don't know what's going on, and then yep. you giving this person scenarios helps open their perception, which will help alleviate that sense of uh, anxiety and stress that is being caused to this person. Hopefully, yeah. um, some people are just gonna be, you know strong-headed and be like no da, 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 da. and it's just like even oh, still they right, should still know right, how to and right. it's like bro you don't right, cool so yeah, you just gonna drive yourself crazy yeah and those are the friends that you got to be careful right. about what you share and and how much energy you give to them because they're clearly not when they're emotional they don't know how to stop take a deep breath or go take a nap they just want to continue to drive the point home until yeah. until it's done said and over with and at that point you know you it's can a wrap man you don't, don't ask be that don't ask your dumb friends advice everybody if you have a dumb friend you know you have a dumb friend yeah, the one who always makes the decision where you're like bro come on bro like <laughs> really and you know what i mean sometimes you don't got nobody to talk to but still not talking to nobody is better than talking <laughs> to that friend like Google don't it. get on do the form it. Like, for real, because they will put you into a downward spiral. <laughs> and then when you come back to them, they're going to be like, man, you bugging. Why you do this? Like, really, bro? It's like, it's like for real? Like, you just going to act like you didn't tell me to do what I just did? <laughs> like, like, what the hell? But, but yeah, so definitely don't, don't, don't listen to your dumb friend. And help your dumb friend. Try to. They may not listen, but they are your friend, at least for now. So, you know, you got to be, you got to be careful. But... Yeah, don't don't just think because someone's in your inner circle mean you gotta take all their advice and listen to them because nah for sure don't do yeah that. don't don't do that. But getting into the episode today, we're going to discuss growing up in a single parent home versus growing up in a two parent home. Because I definitely, like I said in the ending of the last episode. I've been in situations where growing up, I had both parents and going to school, you know, people would be like, oh, man, you're so lucky you got your mom and your dad. And when I would go through certain stuff, they'd be like, I don't know why you da -da 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 -da. you're fortunate, your father's in your life. And and I'm just like, bro, y'all don't like 
y'all don't go home with me. Right. Like, I, you know what I mean? Right, like, y'all right. don't understand that dynamic. And I definitely feel like there's a lot of people who have a misconception. Um, uh, you know, some people, I feel like, feel like they've had life so much harder yeah. because they had one parent and it's like, stop it, bro. Right, right, Like, right. stop. Right. Like, your mom's clearly paid. She's picking you up in the BMW <laughs> and you got new shoes on every week. You were the freshest kid in class. And you sitting here, you know what I mean? And that's not saying you ain't going home getting, getting right, beat the right, hell up. Right, right, But, I definitely know there have been times where people have tried to flip the scales on both sides where it's right. like, yo, you don't you don't really understand. You know what I mean? Right. So that's really what the conversation I wanted to have today, because I know you've grown up with a single hey, with a, with a Shout single, out to Kim. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my dog. <laughs> you my best friend. <laughs> Not for real though. My mom's an amazing woman. I'm so greatly appreciative of her and uh and just having uh her as a parent, like she had me at 19 um, and, you know, we've had an amazing shit going on 27 years in February. 220, holla at your boy. Hey. Nice. Uh, Kyle's two days right after me. So yeah, ha- happy early birthday to both yeah. of us. That's so crazy. Kyle's from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. We grew up like 20 minutes from each other and our mm-hmm. birthdays are two days apart. So mm-hmm. same year and everything. But um, yeah, not to cut you off, but like I said, man, it for me... And, and obviously we're about to jump into it, but my my outlook, and I've, I've learned things, I've had misconceptions about um, the two-parent household things and just like how better my life would have been if I just had like both parents at home, not understanding like human-to-human interaction dynamics, not understanding how money plays a part in things and all the, the little nuances that go into it. So yeah, I'm definitely interested in uh, Uh, I mean, I'm definitely excited to jump into this one because this is for sure going to be, I think, uh, just a good conversation for me and Kyle to have because as great as friends as we are, there's still certain topics that like not that anything's taboo between me and him because literally me and Kyle joke and laugh about everything like for real literally me and him will just bust out laughing and like we'll be on the same page and like we'll mm-hmm. just it's just one of those things like he'll get a text from me and i'll he'll look at me and like 20 <laughs> minutes later i'm like what the hell was he laughing about and then it'll all click and i'm like oh yeah nigga yeah yeah i was on the same page that too. happened the other night yeah, yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> that's why i brought yeah, it up yeah man and you uh. traded on me <laughs> Yo, that was about to go too far for a minute. I was like, oh, I was like, you know what? I was like, you know what? Let me remember why. I was like, that's why I low key played dumb because I was like, I was like, yeah, I ain't trying to get nobody in trouble. Oh, man. But, um, cool. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So, one thing. So, just some statistics, which I wasn't aware of. So, apparently, um, and this is from the United States Census. True. The majority of America's 73.7 million children under 18 live in families with two parents, which is the highest it's ever been. So now more than ever, there are a lot of children growing up in um, in two-parent homes. When I was younger, um, I think it was closer to like, what's this, 69%? I think it was closer to more like... 57%. So about 50% of households had two parents and then the other ones was mixed with parents who either weren't married or parents who were separated or a single parent or a mom or a dad or foster home and all that stuff. But the main thing off rip that I've always heard is, and I think the biggest misconception is when it comes to not having a father in the home. Mm -hmm. When they'll say like, yo, you know, 
you need a man to be able to raise a child and teach him certain things right. and stuff like that. And I know with my experience, I grew up with both parents. Like I said, mm. um, my dad worked. My mom, my dad worked. Um, my dad worked all kind of jobs. My mom's been a teacher her whole life. Right. Um, so with my dad, because he worked a whole bunch of different jobs, he would either work at night and be sleep during the day mm-hmm. or he would just be out all day. Right. Um so it was a, a lot of the a lot of the necessarily raising mm-hmm. my mom did just mm-hmm. because how her work schedule was set up, she was there when we were coming home from school. You right. know what I mean? Or right. in the morning she was leaving maybe an hour before we left. So she was mm-hmm. up putting our clothes out and all of that. But so I say that to say with having my dad in the house, there was definitely conversations we had, and I got the vibe of having him around and stuff like that. But he wasn't necessarily always available to have a conversation every time I was going through something. You right, know what I mean? Right, All right, those right. little things that can happen in your life right. that may need to be addressed or spoken to in the bigger picture. Right. He wasn't necessarily able to give me those certain conversations. Like I said, mm-hmm. it's not because he wasn't. Um, he didn't want to, but because he was there, you know what right, I mean. Like, right, right, right. I, I literally saw him almost every day. Right. But it's just with him having other kids and him having a wife and him having to deal with, you know what I mean, being married and having kids right. and just whatever he went through coming home from work. Right. I wasn't able to always get that, so I wasn't sure if you felt like not having a dad that you did you do you feel like you necessarily missed out on things for real like do you feel like your mom pretty much did a good idea of giving you those things that help you become a man or do you sometimes like yo I do sort of feel like this would be um I think I think early on I was like super just like content you know as Pisces we live in this like like almost like make believe world like you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying it's like when you have a dream, you literally envision the whole picture and, and things of that nature. So for me, I, w- I lived a very comfortable life as a child. So there was n- I didn't I didn't really have those like that like urge to have those quote unquote conversations with my dad up until about like my teenage years. Mm-hmm. Obviously when you start coming in there on as your man and you just like certain things just start clinking for you mentally and <clears throat> I didn't have that. So like the selfishness, the selfish side of me was resentful and so even when I was around my dad like the conversations were so surface level that there was never this like I just never felt extremely comfortable to have those like deep down conversations like me and my mom <clears throat> she was like are you having sex and i'm like nah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i didn't even think about diving in that conversation with right. my dad for real so i didn't really like like i said i don't think that yes and no no at an early age i miss just not having a dad around but like for me to be honest and and this is just i've been really really blessed in my universe and god has always looked out for me because i've always had a i've always had a community mm-hmm. i've always had a village right um my mom like i said earlier my mom had me when she was relatively young well a teenager still my grandfather on my mother's side and my grandmother on my father's side did an extremely great job at like helping out and raise me my godmother kamari played an instrumental part i just had different people that like were always there checking on me, Nick. Mm-hmm. So for me, 
it was cool. And then, you know, like, just like I said, as I got older, that want to sit down and just talk to my dad just on. So this is the half of me. Mm-hmm. This is a person that knows me the best right. out of one other person on this planet. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they can give you game that you can't necessarily get from just me. You having a conversation about me. Like if right. you pick at me enough, you'll get things. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> if I'm just talking to, and now, you know, now that I'm older, I talk to my dad and when we have our conversations, I see the similarities now mm. and I'm just like, okay, cool. So I don't, uh, I, y- yes or no. Yes or no. Okay. And that's, and you made a good point. Cause I definitely think I for sure had a village. For right. Sure. Right. Right. And like I said, that's why I definitely want to put emphasis on that because I don't know who in my family is going to find this podcast. So I didn't do this by myself. Understand. Like I definitely had a village. Like my, like I said, my dad was there. He definitely chipped in as much as he possibly could right, with right. him having to provide for a whole family. Right. My mom did my grandmother, my aunts and all of that. And I think that's why I don't necessarily think it's as important I think, in a sense, just for maybe just that feeling, it's a security thing, dude. It's important, but I don't. I don't necessarily think it has to come from the man that birthed you. It doesn't. I feel like if you have, like I said, whether it's cousins or like mm-hmm. other people who have that just that masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason why there's men and women. There's different right. things to offer. So right. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I feel like. Anyone who's just raised with a single mom, like you got everything you need right, just from right, him. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, there's a reason why these right. two people have these different setups right, because right. you have both. It's just like women. I'm sure women still need a father or mm-hmm. a mother. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Regardless. But I think if you have a community, you can reach in um, and find just those similar, that, that similar makeup that can help guide you into the type of man you want to become or right. that you're bound to right. become. You know right. what I mean? Right. So I was saying that to say something else. Oh, but that's why I'm not sure if I feel like it's become sort of like a subject, like a talking point, even when it comes to kids where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, your dad's not here. So things are going to be such and such, or it's almost like, We've gotten the habit of like making kids feel like, yo, if I'm in a single parent home, right, like I'm going to be missing out on some sort of experience that could really, really deter my life without any possible like recompense. Like, right, oh, because your dad's not here, then your life's not going to be as, and it's like you totally leave out the other side of it. Because I know with me, Growing up, I definitely feel like my parents taught me a lot, Mm -hmm. but also understanding how my parents grew up in an entirely different age, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. grew up with entire, my my mom and dad are both devout Christians, like, and just them growing up, my dad was born in 58 or something like that. My mom was born like the early 60s or something like that. So it was like, they're old as hell. You know what I mean? Like old as hell in regards to like how new of a world I'm living in. Right, right. But it's like knowing that I don't necessarily see how they could have, they alone could have gotten me to the point where I am today. And they, they, I don't, <clears throat> I don't think any two people can just get somebody to where they're just like great. Not, not so much that they're not, that they won't be great. Cause you can be great as hell, but 
it takes different individuals just like because in like i said we have a lot of these conversations off mic so in the sense of yo our parents got us to i mean shit we we obviously we still have our parents but i'm saying like we've now transitioned into businessmen so with that being said like yeah we still talk to our parents and like when we talk to them they give us gems and shit but like having Molly groove and and the guys and the girls and the other people that we get to bounce ideas off of and have this dialogue with has helped our growth. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, no, it's not, it's not a two, like, no, having, I don't, I don't think just having two people, two parents in a house is going to get you to where you're going, but it, it doesn't hinder you. You know what I'm saying? Unless like you just in a super wild situation where you can't, your your growth is being deterred because of your your environment then okay now things have to be reconsidered but cuz i have i have family members who i used to go over to their house all the time because like they had two parents at home like mm-hmm. as a kid i'm like okay cool i'm going to go hang out with my cousins who have everything like it seems like everything's good over here and then <clears throat> one day my uncle just stops coming home Mm-hmm. And like my cousins to this day are still fucked behind that. Mm-hmm. Like mentally, they're jailed in that place of like my dad left me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and for me, and going back to the point that you was making about how people will set children up for pretty much failure by giving them this uh, this thought like, oh, you don't have a parent, so now you're gonna be right. the statistic who like you know has a kid at 16 and all the other wild statistics that people throw at kids, and it's like, yo, don't put that on me because there's actually a possibility I can go out in the world and be an amazing individual right. and have this long, successful life and whatever, you know, success means to that person. <clears throat> because it's like, yo, my mom never, my mother, my grand, anybody that was pretty much around me never made me feel that I was missing something. Mm-hmm. Like, I started to feel that, like I said, as I got older and I'm just going through things. And like I've said before, like, yo, I low key just like, like I just went and bought condoms one day and was like, I'm going to figure this shit out. Right. Because I mean, <laughs> right. I didn't think my dad was going to come in the room and be like, all right, nigga, so <laughs> <laughs> you rip it off. And like, I wasn't expecting yeah. that, but <laughs> right. I did think that, yo. I brought you into the world at a relatively young age. Mm-hmm. Let me make sure that you're not going to be out here and make the same decisions and handle it the same way that I did. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so those were just like the the small things that I was looking for. I was looking for more of like a, a heads up. Mm-hmm. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, yo, you don't really get heads up in life. Like right. sometimes, like like I said, we we're lucky enough to have had villages between the two of us that have allowed us to just kind of be one step ahead of the game in certain areas of our life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you may be stronger suited in X, Y, Z. I may be stronger suited in X, Y, Z. And it may be because your mom put you in that game at a young age. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But there's certain instances where you were just out here living your life, yeah. doing what you like to do, and you figured it out on your own. Yeah. So I think there's this misconception that like having both parents or just having one parent, like you'll get, like you said, you'll get everything you need. And it's yeah. like, that's just not that to me, that's just a little unrealistic based off of my, yeah. my growing situation. Like, 
like I said, I've had numerous people come into my life across the 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 years that I've been alive, and they've all added amazing things. Like I have aunts and uncles who aren't by birth my aunts and uncles, but like the love and generosity and and you know just what they've done for me and not even in a financial state, just a mental state. Cause yeah. sometimes a lot of this stuff is just like conversational pieces. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? And, right. and I feel like, and, and knowing my dad now and knowing how reserved he is, like, I'm like, I cool. But at the same time, there's the, the, I guess it would be my ego and the selfishness is like, bruh, like you have this person you should do a little more, whatever that means. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, but because I can't define it, I'm like, well, how can I, how yeah. can I ask that of you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think it's that, and uh, some, to something you said before, I think it's the fact of I don't ne- I don't necessarily think, and like I say, even right now, they said the what what is it like seventy percent of all children grow up in a two parent home, like. Who's to say that's normal as opposed to that's how things are now? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, even if you think back to, I always go back to Stone Age and stuff ever since reading Sapiens, but right. it's like, these were people who was having kids, going out, finding food and stuff, fighting tigers, Lord knows what's out there. Right. So you could literally have a kid go out one day to get some 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 bear meat or something, get killed, and your kids are stuck, you know what I mean? Right, So right. it's like, and that was probably happening more often than not. True. So you were stuck with your community. It right. was more so the job of the community than the one person to right. instill whatever that is. Right. So I'm not sure if in a weird way it, it sort of became that whole weird male hierarchy type thing where yeah. it's like, oh, if you don't have a male in the home, then there's going to be some sort of thing missing. You know what I mean? As much as, like I said, it may, I, I think it's definitely normal and because I know, and also at the same time, I feel like we don't always take into consideration just how when we started, we was like, yo, we don't always know why people do what they do. Right. I know my grandfather was, my grandfather left school in the third grade to mm-hmm. take care of his family. So, technically, you have a third grader who got older, had a family, had kids, raising kids with a third grade education. Right. So, it's like, what do I really expect from a third grader about raising a family? Right. You know what I mean? So, it's like, you still go through and you have life experiences, and I'm sure that stuff helped mold him and stuff like that. But it's like, you didn't get the full, quote unquote, Package the full right, life right. setup right. to be able to take a woman and be like, "Hey, we're gonna get together. We're gonna bring children in the world who have to be taught." And right. you know what I mean. So it's like, as as I would grow up and hear certain things or just see how he would maneuver, I'd be like, "Yo, like, you legit didn't graduate from the third grade, and who am I to have all of these super crazy like?" like You've did well beyond right, right. what I would ever expect someone who, who had a third grade education to do. Right. Like, I'm here as a product of something you pulled off. For real. For you know real what I mean? For real though. Your kids didn't get killed. Like, none of that craziness. That's amazing. And he, like, he died at, like, 97 or something like that. And probably thought he had an amazing life. He probably, in his, in his, in his uh, vessel, he literally was doing the best that he could and was extremely exactly. happy with that. And I feel like a lot of times when it comes to just people who may not have had a parent 
or did have both, but their parents weren't. And that's some, that's one thing that even with me, I've never felt like, oh man, I wish my dad would have did this or why couldn't right. he did it? Because I've always just sort of had that understanding of just like, how do I know for sure that he was taught all of this? Right. How can you teach somebody you don't something you don't know? Right, you right, know what right. I mean? Like you could be trying and you may not do the best job, but and that's why I'm saying I feel like my parents did enough to get me to the point where I could go out in the world and not be totally taken advantage of right, or right, until right, right. I was passed over into the hands of someone else right. who could take me to that next point. You no, know what I mean? Sure. So I definitely feel like, you know, it's just one of those things where to people who don't have both parents or you do have one or you just don't have a relationship with maybe one or the other, I definitely think it's important to always just take a step back and whether you do research or ask questions, like really do research on your family. Like these right. are people who lived before you got here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They could have been abused. They could have been, oh, Lord knows mm -hmm. what. And that don't just stop because you have a, I had, I, I talked about this in the first episode about leaders, but it's like, people don't stop feeling how they feel just because they bring a child into the world. It's like, oh, well, all right. of this is fine now. I'm fixed and ready to, nah, right, you know what I mean? Right, right. So if it's anything, like you that probably amplifies it. Exactly. Because now you have a soul you're responsible for. Exactly. So I definitely understand that. I know for me and my personal situation with it, it's just been one of those things where I felt like I was pulling teeth. Mm -hmm. Like um, I've, and Kyle knows this through deep conversations, but I've made the effort in communicating and mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, I, and it's not to make it a pity party. I just know there'll be people who are listening and they may relate in the same sense of like, okay, I've made the effort. I've expressed how I feel and it's still not quote unquote being reciprocated. Well, you know what you got to do. I'm not telling you to say fuck it, but I am telling you to say fuck it. <laughs> and I mean, I don't mean fuck it in the sense of, Oh, it'll never work out. But like, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the episode as far as just waiting around for somebody else to meet you. It's like you if you've done what you can have, if you've done what you can to help the situation and for whatever reason, it still hasn't come full circle. Yo, take that step back, acknowledge your small victories in making the effort, the 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 valiant effort. And you just got to keep trucking along. And, you know, maybe as you get older, as the man or woman that you are, that person, something will click and and it, you know, it may come together. And then again, y'all just may go the rest of your existences with no real established relationship. But right. either way, you can't stop pursuing your greatness and you can't stop allowing yourself to give love and be loved like and that's something that i've had to work on like as far as understanding love and understanding the layers of love and understanding like that my friends and family genuinely love me like i have so many people in my life that like love me like genuinely mm -hmm. like i get random texts not random i don't want these people to sound like, <laughs> but i get i get texts from people in my life that i may not speak to every day and they'll really just be like yo i'm proud of you i love you and you know i'm really excited that you are passionate about whatever it is that you're doing so it's like okay so am i gonna be roop the guy that is you know 20 some odd years old and is still Upset and can with a crazy angry. chip on your shoulder right, and at, all at that. This yeah. man who's literally like living his own life, doing what the fuck he likes to do, and you know what I'm saying. Or 
am I going to be the the root that that looks at the fact like I have people like Kyle and X and Romero and Izzy and Groove and my mother and and my aunt Nikki and Aaron and the and Camilla plethora the names, of people yeah like like literally I just named fifteen people in comparison to the one person that I felt has done me wrong so whether and I'm not I'm not. I'm not saying that you shouldn't acknowledge that, but like you have to acknowledge it and move on. Because mm-hmm. if you hold on to it, I'm telling you from experience, you are going to be a cold person for a really long time. Now, granted, you guys don't know me. I'm cold. <laughs> like that's just who I am. <laughs> but <laughs> I love my friends. And and that's that I love my friends and I love my family and I've learned to reciprocate love, but for a really long time, based off of my personal circumstance, I was very guarded and very standoffish. I'm sure Kyle can tell you that I was extreme. I think I've improved a lot in the years in mm-hmm. which we've all been together. Um, but there was a time in my life where like I was very standoffish and like I was very untrusting of people. And that's still that's something that I still battle with. I've learned to just like trust you and like the moment you fuck me over, I'm like ah. <laughs> Okay. Because I know my intentions were good. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't harp on it in the sense that I would have when I was maybe 19, 20, 21. And then also going back to the just the whole parent, you know, not whole parent, having two parents in a household and just this perception of that. I dated a young lady who literally graduated from college. She was like working a nine to five. She had like three siblings, the dog, the nice big house with the completed basement. Like literally I was going to her crib and I'm like, <laughs> you're dating me. But and not that I didn't feel worthy, but in a sense, I was insecure because I'm like, okay, you have both parents at home. I'm about to mm. sit down with your parents. Mm. And I don't know what this is like to sit down with a mother and father and talk about dating your daughter. Mm. Because I've made it almost a point up into a certain period of my life to not even let relationships go that long because right. I'm like, oh somebody's gonna get hurt so let me let me end this for you so i don't end up hurting you based off of my insecurities about my past now hey look i'm single i'm mingling you know (laughs) i got a smile on my face you know what i mean but nah and so when i met her folks they were really great and then they had a fallout Mm -hmm. and i literally was like as she's describing everything to me and in in the detail in which we were talking about it and the way she started describing her relationship with her dad i was just like damn just because you have two parents at the crib literally does not mean you'll go to Ivy League school or graduate top of your class or go on to be extremely successful. I know people with two parents in a home who are locked up. Mm-hmm. I know people with two parents in a home that literally can't get their stuff together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, and the the per, the the person the the thing about me that. Did that wasn't the perception of me that wasn't aware would have been like, well, why not when you have everything at the house that is setting you up to be to make it, but they may not have that village. Yeah. They literally may just be relying on their two parents and that dumb friend. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that, that or they or they could, or they could have two dumb parents. There's True people enough. who have two dumb parents. And that sometimes oh, yeah. sometimes their parents are dumb just because they went through their whole life just like being off the chain, right? Some pa- some people have parents who may be schizophrenic. For real, some people. So it's all of these different things where you can look, and I think that's why even when it comes to 
not to rear off, but I think having a sense of empathy in most cases can restore relationships when it comes to like a lack of communication between like an estranged father or True. an estranged mother. I feel like if you I feel like if you always lead with that sort of empathy and understanding like, yo, ain't no telling what that you know what I mean? Right. Like my mom could have legit like seduced my pops and he was like, yo, I'm not trying to you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then now I'm here. So it's just like my my dad or my mom legit wasn't trying to deal with my dad. He he kept chasing her around and now they had to make this thing work. Right, you know what I mean? Right, so it's right. like, when you look at it from that instance, it's like, yo. And I've heard some people be like, oh, man, you know, I'm not congratulating my mom for taking care of me. I didn't ask to be here. It's like, that's the dumbest. That's so, that's so stupid. Right. That's the, anyone who says that is an idiot. If your parent brought you into the world and did what they can to give you a decent or or gave you their best. Right, right. Then they deserve to be I mean, you here. So like exactly. clearly your parents didn't go get you aborted. So Right, exactly. You, you gotta exactly. thank somebody, whether you want to thank both of them or one of somebody needs to be thanked because and in reality you should thank both of them. Even coming from me, the person who is in his feelings, yo, you gotta acknowledge, like Kyle said, you have to acknowledge like you not even low key, you aren't who you are without one and two. So no matter how you slice it, I get it. Some parents are assholes, but I mean, you're an asshole. I'm an asshole. Most people have things. Most people have things about them that they all need to work on. And so just like I said, just because you were brought into the world or just because I was brought into the world doesn't mean everything is automatically figured out. And like those things are 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 not relevant anymore you know what i'm saying now it's just more on that person's plate so with all that taken in consideration i i agree and something else that um uh something else that i think is very important is communication um jay-z said it he says it in multiple interviews at this point but yo people be having like silent beef like you really be having silent beef with like friends, family members, well specifically your parents. Like your people who really have attitudes and stuff with their parents and it's it's from a place of misunderstanding and miscommunication. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you once again making that effort. If you make the effort and they're just running into that brick wall, then you know what? You got to let them run into that brick wall. Mm-hmm. But if they're the type of parent in which you've been able to build a solid lane of communication with, then express yourself. And even if you haven't built it with both of your parents or friends, whoever, the friends that you have built, the friends or family that you have built this solid communication with, use that confidence to embark on that journey with those other family members in which you're trying to, um, you know, get that understanding with and then like i said if it from that point it's still not registering look cut the lights off and (laughs) you know what i'm saying you made your effort that's that small victory pat yourself on the back and you know check back in because people change you know what i'm saying so the person that you are today is not the person you'll be in five years or five months hopefully um in the sense of like I'm I'm expecting you to go upwards. So that that's why I'm saying hopefully <laughs> like I'm hoping you're making an ascending and not a descending fall. But um yeah man, uh yeah. So in regards to financially, how was it growing Ooh, up for you <laughs> financially? Cuz I know 
my pa- I definitely didn't grow up poor. Right, right. Like right, I right. didn't grow up poor, but sometimes it felt like I was poor. <laughs> it felt like I was poor as hell because the money was split between four kids. Right. So occasionally we might have came up on a fresh Nordica or right. some stuff like that, but right. I ain't never seen the Jordan Day. I ain't never seen none of those days. Right. I was just like I had my my clothes was just <laughs> fresh enough to not be to not be doned on every day. I was right on the line, but I would see other kids who came like, bro, I'm like, dog, like dipped. I wish, bro, like man. Um, yo, honestly, like I, I got my first Jordans in. Don't tell, don't say first grade, bro. Nah, nah, nah. I was nah, about nah, to nah, say, nah, what nah, the nah, hell? But, but, but in first grade, first to second grade, me and my mom wore the same size shoe. What? And my mom's a sneakerhead. Oh, so I was eating. wearing like yeah, I was wearing like ninety five, ninety seven, right, right. So, so at a very, bro, honestly, I have this one homeboy growing up. Childhood friend and I got my okay. So I, to answer your question, I got my first pair of Jordans in the fourth grade. They were the lavender sixteens. Mm-hmm. They were the white joints with the purple. Yep, yep. Had them. I got them from uh 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 Willowbrook Mall in Wayne, New Jersey, because you know we Jersey boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. So hey, so uh, I got my first Jordans then, and then my second pair was probably um a pair of white eights. Um. So, but as far as financials, once again, and and I've had this conversation with my mom. She went a little harder as far as like exceeding my wants mm-hmm. because she didn't want me to feel right. that absence. Because right. I asked her one day, I was like, "Yo, did you like kind of go a little harder because I, you know, because my father decided to do what he did?" She was like, "Yeah," and I was like, mm. "Damn!" So I didn't. I definitely didn't grow up poor i grew up uh we still own the home that i grew up in so i grew up in like a single family home so i didn't like have like because you know in jersey house some uh some houses would be duplexes yeah be the family upstairs the family downstairs i didn't grow up in that my cousins did so that exposed me to understanding living circumstances wasn't what i was accustomed to you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying um but yeah, as far as finances, like I said, I was I was pretty cool. My mom has a she has a very fine taste in life and so do I. So I was able to kind of eat the crumbs off that early on and, right. and just see different things. So, yeah, I grew up middle class. Um, I grew up middle class and then we moved to Georgia. And then that's when I, I didn't feel broke. But like in Jersey where I grew up like there wasn't I didn't go to Alpine where like all the million dollar homes was I was too yeah. early I was too young to be moving so you around like, like that yeah yeah and then <laughs> yeah. yeah for real yeah. for real cause the yeah. high school I went to was like 88% white uh-huh. you know what I'm saying and then like 8% Asian and then yeah. there was us yeah. you know what I'm saying so I Swanee was a culture shock mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying coming from Jersey from Teaneck where uh, you know we have Hasidic Jews and we have um, you know Middle Easterns and Dominicans and Puerto Ricans and West Indians like literally it's a melting pot to come into like whitewash and it's like yo everybody down here is preppy as fuck like they all wear Abercrombie and Fitch they it's like yeah. it was just so crazy and 
um, I used to hang out with this kid named Blake. He lives in, or he lived in, I don't know if his family still lives there, but they lived in this neighborhood called the River Club. And when we was pulling up, I know like crazy. Boy-y. And so I'm like, we going through the, driving through the neighborhood. I'm seeing these multi-million dollar homes. And I was like, oh, this townhouse we got is crazy small. Like yeah, they could fit right, three right. townhouses. And, I, and not that I wasn't appreciative, <clears throat> but I now had a new taste level for right, living. Right, right, Like I've yeah, now yeah, been exposed yeah, to a sure. whole new level yeah. of wealth. And it, it completely like tripped me up because that was my freshman year of high school so going into high school i now know this is possible because this kid lives here Mm -hmm. so my mom like i said my mom would just she she just always she always made sure i didn't want for nothing and that's that's one of the i think i'm sure that's like one of her things that one of her small wins is the fact that like yo aside from like a dirt bike and a go ped because remember, go-peds was the thing in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody mm-hmm. wanted a go-ped. My mom was not with the shits. She was like, you're not getting one. I don't care. We saw kids riding down the street. She was like, oh, that's what you want? Yeah, you're not getting it. <laughs> I'm like, yo, like, that, that like, is nah. torture. Uh-uh. So pretty much outside of that, like, even at, at 16, like, she bought me my first car. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have to... I didn't have to... Like, I wasn't the story that had to, like, work for their first car. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So in a sense... I had an entitlement mm-hmm. and taking on this journey of becoming an entrepreneur in the music business is what completely like obliterated that sense of entitlement. Because mm-hmm. I, at that point I realized like, Oh, I'm nobody's kid in this industry. So like you can sink or swim on your own. Right. You know what I mean? And not right. on your own because most people have communities or have a clique that they run with, but it's like, Yo, you getting fed is really up to you at this point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I had to I had to grow out of that mentality because even like high school, college, like yo, college, I didn't I didn't really put thought into college. Like I wasn't that kid that was like, okay, I'm in high school now, so I'm trying to get into Emory. I need to yeah. have this. I need to be taking these extracurriculars. I need to be a part of these programs. And like I I was just like, yo, I got four years to get through this shit. Yeah. And I'll figure it out after that. Yeah. I always knew entertainment was something I was very interested in from fourth grade, honestly. Fourth grade was kind of like my pivotal moment. I think I had got Bow Wow Beware the Dog in third grade or fourth mm-hmm. grade. And that pretty much kind of set the tone for like what I was trying to do. Like at that point, I was like writing raps. I was like watching 106 and Park TRL. Like I was in tune. And my mom, once again, she did a very good job at culturing me early. It was like buying me like 98 Degrees albums and mm-hmm. like all the pop music. So like not only am I getting rap music, but like, yo, there's a world outside of rap music, kid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I was I was exposed very early to to just different facets of life. And even going into like New York as a kid and going in train stations and seeing like the homeless people, my mom did a very good job of explaining why things were the way they were. Like, yeah. well, there are some people who, you know, who've made this decision based off of their their choices in life. And there's some people who fallen on hard times and they yeah. never got back. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so uh, for me, it was always something like that. You said your parents were. um devout christians both of them mm-hmm. how does th- how did that play into just your development as a as a as to who you've become today i mean it fucked me up <laughs> like like it 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 fucked me up because 
growing up in that sort of environment can give you such a weird judgmental perspective of the world mm-hmm. and that's why like I say even now going back to what we were saying before about empathy mm-hmm. that's why I have the relationship that I have with my parents now because I understand yo y'all were taught this mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I I don't necessarily agree with what they be agreeing with but we mm-hmm. can at least both sit down at the table talk come over enjoy talking to them and stuff like that but it's one of those things where even even growing up with two parents versus one it was like yo like you're supposed to have two parents. Like, right. the husband is supposed to get married, and right. they're supposed to stay together no matter what. And then right, it's like, right. and you and you can it can put you in the place where you're looking at other people, and you're like, hmm, you why didn't your parents do what God told them to do? Right, you know what I mean? Right, right. And not even the sense of like I'm better than you, but just like why you don't listen? Like, right, why, right. like what you know what I mean? Like, what, what's wrong with your, what's wrong with your man? So it was just like it was that, but it it definitely. It kept me from a lot of trouble at one stage in my life. Right, right. Because right. everything is, oh, you know, you do this, you're sinning, you're going to go to hell, blah, 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 blah. So growing up, you're sort of just like, yo, like, if I do anything, I am going to hell. Right, so let right. me just go to school, yeah. go home. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Of course, like, I, I got in trouble when I was younger, but it wasn't nothing like... I knew I was gonna go to hell over it. I was right, like, yo, right. Jesus, give me a pass. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be all right. I'll, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. But it definitely, like I said, it just, it just gives you a weird disconnect. And I feel like even younger, I feel like kids can maybe feel that. You right. know what I mean? Because yeah. you come with that energy and they're just like, yo, like, who, like, who are you? Like, bro, like, what do you mean? And then it turns out, like, well, I ain't got my mom, but. I got this Mitchell and Ness jersey. Like, you right. come in here looking bummy. And, you know what I mean? Right, right, and I feel right. like in a way that maybe could have contributed to me dealing with bullying when I was younger. Mm-hmm. In a way. Mm-hmm. Um, just certain ideologies when about like Christianity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, but it was it was it was it was definitely weird. And just seeing how most of the other kids who didn't feel that way, they were the ones who was able to stay out late right, and right. walk around and right. be like, "Yo, I'm gonna be not down the block. I'm gonna be in the other side of the city." Right? You know what I right. mean? It was just like, "Oh, the kids who don't believe in this get to go do whatever they want to do." Right. And I can't do shit. Right. You know what I mean? Right. right. So it, it definitely and like I said, even still, there are things about it that I still. Cherish. I don't agree with all of it, mm-hmm. but there are certain things where I'm like, "Yo, this is this is neutral. Mm-hmm. This is just a smart choice." Mm-hmm. And because of that, like I said, there's there's certain things I agree with, but more times than not, until later on, when I just and then like I said later on, it caused me to totally be like, "You know what? I'm gonna buck the system. Mm-hmm. Start wilding out, going out, stealing, doing all that crazy stuff. Get locked up." And then it's the conversation of, "Yo." You had two parents. They were both God-fearing people. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Why would you? And it's just like, this is literally my mom calling me right now. <laughs> literally. This is my mom. I'm about to, hold on. Hello? Hey. Hey. I'm hey, on my pot. I'm I'm doing a podcast with Root right now, and I'm talking about you and dad. Really? Yeah. You're on, you're on speakerphone. I was, I was, I was explaining how it is growing up um, in the Christian household in Jersey City. Oh, wow. What what do you think Sorry. I said? What do I think you said? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the sky is the limit. <laughs> 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 
Lord have mercy. All I know is that you were a love child, and we did the best we could for you. And that's 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 what I said. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, Are you okay? I called you. Yeah, really quick. I wanted the um, access code for the Kroger. Um, it's the it should be the house phone number six seven eight four zero three one zero nine three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye. But literally, what she hey, just said in regards to, to Mama Johnson. To, yeah, shout out to <laughs> shout out to Cat. Um, but um, like I said, they they did the best they could. Even right. with all that being said, right. what I agree with, what I don't agree with, and even like I said, when when I went through that later on in life, and I wound up getting locked up and stuff like that, I remember coming out and my mom sat down and she was like why didn't you just tell me that you wanted these clothes i would have did what i i'm like i'm not about to sit here in the house with three other people and be like yo i know you got to feed all of us but i really need you know what i mean like i'm not i'm not about to do that so it's like there's no way you really expected that but the fact of knowing she would have even if i did make an unfair call like that yes i can't say my mom wouldn't have tried to do it you right, know what i mean right, 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 so it's right. like in that that's where you find that balance of just like yo like at the end of the day outside of all of this surface level opinion stuff and stuff that may have altered how i could have grown up and versus mm-hmm. it's just like these are people who have my back you right, know what i mean right, like right, right. if everything I've, i'm betting on goes to shit yeah I know I'll have a crib back in Marietta to pull right. up on. You know right, what I mean? Right, and they'll right. be like, all right, we can figure this out. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. In a sense, you learn how to, it's, yeah, it's it's it's, it's crazy. Hmm. Like, sometimes it's like, those are the people who really, they may be like, you know what? You know, make sure they're doing this and don't, da, 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 or school is whatever. But if everything goes to shit, then you have them. And a lot of people don't really have that. Right. And sometimes they don't even have it in a parent. Right, for real. And then on the flip side, I feel like you have people who do have it in a parent, but they won't let their parents be that Yeah, because they're so caught up in, but you weren't there for me when I did this. Like, bro, trust me. If I was there for you during this time, you'd be a monster. You know what I mean? Like some people like, yo, if my dad was little or my mom was like, yo, your dad was off the chain until he was 40. Nah, right, right. He probably would have had you chilling up with his homie, smoking dope, right, doing right. crack, like, because right. he ain't know. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like when you, I feel like when you take that perspective, it's just like you really just tap into a super enormous pool of empathy. Yeah. And you're just like, you know what? So yeah, great conversation. This is definitely a two part. As you can see, we've upped it to an hour, so we went from 20 minutes to about 40 minutes, so now we're at an hour. Um, But it was a great conversation. I didn't want to cut it short. Um, I hope, you know, some takeaways, even just listening back through this to edit it, is really just empathy. I feel like that's definitely one of those reoccurring themes in my life that when I apply it to almost any situation, it allows me to tap into another level of whether it's patience or understanding or um, just peace in dealing with other people, whether it's a parent, a brother, a sister, a friend, a mentor, just whatever. You know what I mean? I, I literally can't get enough of tapping into more and more um, empathy to help me get through in the world. And I really enjoyed that conversation with Roop. So, um, episode two, I'm not going to jump around again on you guys. So the next episode is going to be the second part of this conversation. And then we're going to get back into a good episode with hope. 
from last week or two weeks ago. It's been crazy, guys. I just really want to get these things out, so I'm starting to, I'm starting to move. I'm starting to move. Um, but yeah, so excited. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. One could argue, O N E could argue, um, or my personal Instagram or Twitter. It's K V L E. Hit me up. You know, leave comments, share the podcast. Let me know what you think. Talk to me. What have you guys' experiences been like dealing with? Um, a single parent home or a two parent home or some things that you feel like we were wrong about or we were right about or just your experience. I want to know. I give a shit. Like, I do want to hear from you guys. Um, and I appreciate everyone who has been hitting me up. So many of my friends and so many new people have been reaching out and just leaving comments and letting me know what they think about the episodes. I really, really, really appreciate it. I don't, I didn't want this to be one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm just putting something out there and just talking to people. Like, I want to talk back. I want to hear back. So, yeah, um, follow us, comment, all that good stuff. And I hope you guys have a great week. It's Tuesday, and I think you have more than enough time to, even if your week is looking real horrible right now, you can turn it around. I have faith in you. I have faith. All right. Until next time, peace.